Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID-19 and will miss Sunday's game with the Chiefs. And that may not be all. How good can a healthy Cowboys team be? And where do the Browns go from here with the saga of Odell Beckham Jr. getting murkier by the day? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Green Bay Packers caught headlines on Wednesday morning when it was reported Aaron Rodgers would miss Sunday's game against the Kansas City Chiefs after testing positive for COVID-19. Why was he ruled out so quickly? Well, it was later reported that Aaron Rodgers was unvaccinated, which means he will have to miss 10 days before he is even allowed the chance to get back with the team. That would put him not available once again until next Saturday, the day before the Packers take on the Seahawks. That means Jordan Love is going to play against the Kansas City Chiefs unless he tests positive. So far, he is negative, had COVID last year, and is vaccinated. But Love could end up starting at least two weeks, depending on what happens with Rodgers moving forward. This is even weirder because most in the Packers media sphere, myself included, and fans assumed that when Rodgers, when asked if he was vaccinated and said, yeah, I am immunized, that he was saying he was in fact vaccinated. That turns out not to be true. That was at best an equivocation and obfuscation at worst. It was a lie designed to avoid further questions about his status. And what we later found out was he had petitioned the NFL to get a homeopathic remedy that was alleged to increase his antibodies to suffice as a vaccine. The NFL declined that petition. The team knew that going into the season. The players on the team knew that going into the season. The NFL knew his vaccination status. The problem is Aaron Rodgers has not been doing his media availabilities in the Packers media auditorium, which is in the facility while masked, despite protocols dictating that he ought to be. He is not the only one who has done that. Players like Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook in Minnesota have done the same. And he was at a Halloween party of Mercedes Lewis's just a few days ago with other members of the Packers. Also, a potential protocol violation. The league now says they are investigating, but Matt LaFleur insisted that they had followed all of the protocols necessary, that they would be in compliance And at least to date, the league had not reached out to find them or suggest they would be finding them. There is a lot more to go with this story, not the least of which is Aaron Rodgers' status, which is done for this week. He will not play against the Chiefs. It will be Jordan Love. Green Bay brings in Blake Bortles, who was with the team early in the offseason when it wasn't clear Aaron Rodgers was coming back. And it could be another week after that with Seattle that could require Jordan Love to be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Follow Locked on Packers for more on this Sunday's debut of Jordan Love with me, of course. Your host coming up, what can we expect from a healthy Cowboys team? 
We look at this and two other big questions ahead of this week's NFL action. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the local, uh, all the parts you need at your local chain auto parts store. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time, save money. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? You don't have to do that. You don't have to give them their money. You don't have to give your money away. RockAuto.com is a family business. They serve do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. You don't know what these prices are, are supposed to be. I don't know what these parts are supposed to cost. So go somewhere where the prices are always reliably low for every customer go explore their easy to use website today and find a solution for all your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you now here's what you need to be locked on today speaking of covid the giants are dealing with a bit of a mini outbreak of their own new york giants currently have a covid scare on their hands Hi, everybody. This is Patricia Traina, host of the Lachlan Giants podcast. And if the injury situation hasn't been trying enough for the New York Giants, now they're dealing with a mini COVID outbreak among the organization. According to head coach Joe Judge, 13 members of the team, including players and coaches, tested positive for the COVID-19 virus on Tuesday. All 13 were retested and only one running backs coach Burton Burns tested positive a second time. However, the NFL Network also reported that Saquon Barkley, who is currently dealing with an ankle injury, also tested positive for the virus and that he would be retested to confirm that his result was not a false positive. Barkley, according to the NFL Network, is vaccinated. The Giants, out of an abundance of caution, decided to have their entire building of Tier 1 and Tier 2 employees, in addition to players and coaches, retested Wednesday morning. Judge also revealed that everyone in the building is back to wearing masks, something that had been relaxed for those who had received the vaccine. Also out of caution, several Giants players were held out of practice on Wednesday until it could be determined if they were close contacts of anyone who tested positive for the virus. And speaking of the Giants, the San Francisco Giants saw their longtime catcher announce his retirement. It should go down as one of the most decorated careers in baseball history and one of the most important careers in the history of the Giants. Buster Posey is walking away from baseball, retiring after over a decade in the sport, all with the San Francisco Giants. Ben Kaspic with the Locked On Giants podcast. He has accomplished everything a player could hope to accomplish at the major league level. Rookie of the year, MVP, multiple all-stars, multiple gold gloves, multiple silver sluggers, three championships, uh, comeback player of the year twice, including this season led his team to 107 wins has caught one of just 23 perfect games in major league history so in some ways this is shocking but it's also not that surprising the writing was on the wall a little bit posey is walking away from at least 
$22 million that would have come to him had the Giants picked up his club option, which was going to happen at least, if not an extension. Speaking of catchers, man, we are on a roll with the transitions here. The Reds fired up the hot stove quickly and dealt Tucker Barnhart to the Detroit Tigers on Wednesday afternoon. The Reds announced earlier today that Tucker Barnhart had been traded. He is now a Detroit Tiger, and the Reds got Nick Quintana, a minor league uh, infielder, guy who at best projects as a utility player. It was really more of a situation where the Reds were trying to get something for nothing because Tucker was, for all intents and purposes, going to become a free agent and would go away, and there would be no qualifying offer to him, so the Reds would get no prospect compensation, draft pick compensation, so they decided to make a trade and get something back for him, which was fine. That in and of itself was something that we saw coming for a long time, and, and to be honest with you, I thought that Tucker deserved more for his career. He was a great catcher for this franchise, really saw a lot of great or uh, really helped a lot of young pitchers along their way and thought he deserved more success. But the thing that gets me is the quote from Nick Kroll that says, ahead of the 2022 season, we have to align our budget with our resources. It sounds like an excuse to rebuild. I really hope that's not the case, and I really hope that I'm over-dramatizing that, but... I don't know where my head was at when I heard that quote. And the NCAA has rejected Oklahoma State's appeal and banned the Cowboys from the 2022 NCAA basketball postseason. The punishment stems from the results of an FBI investigation in 2017, which found that an OSU assistant coach, Lamont Evans, received bribes totaling in the tens of thousands to steer players to specific professional agents and financial consultants. This is an unprecedented decision by the NCAA, Athletic Director Chad Weyberg said in a statement. There are other strikingly similar decisions that did not include postseason bans and had only minor penalties. We had a rogue employee carrying out actions that benefited him alone and went to great lengths to assure his actions were undetectable. He was terminated when we learned of these actions. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. BetOnline.ag likes the home Colts over the Jets by multiple scores later tonight. Indianapolis favored by 10.5 at Lucas Oil Stadium on the hardwood. The Celtics getting eight points on the road in Miami. BetOnline.ag has set that line. And in college football, Georgia State is taking on Louisiana Lafayette. BetOnline.ag has Louisiana Lafayette favored by 12.5. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to get that bonus. Here is another story you need to know. After getting a win with their backup quarterback under center, how much better can the Cowboys be when they're healthy? Cowboys just won a big game on the road without their backup quarterback. So I guess the biggest question coming into this week is how much better is this team going to get when they get not only Dak, but some other key contributors back? I'm Landon McCool with the Locked On Cowboys podcast. And obviously all eyes will be on Dak watch again as we got held all the way up until game time, uh, whether or not Dak Prescott would start against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the legend has been told that he did not start against the Minnesota Vikings and instead 
our savior Cooper Rush stepped in and threw for 300 plus yards and two touchdowns. Now, obviously, all of Cowboys Nation is hoping that we don't have to repeat that sort of performance in order to win a game next week, that we'll get Dak Prescott back and all will be well. But I want to look a little even beyond that because I think the things that are getting lost in some of this positive injury news about Dak, or at least the hope of it, is that the Cowboys could be getting a couple other key contributors back pretty soon, including Michael Gallup, a guy that we thought would be a key key part of a three-headed monster in the receiving core that unfortunately got sidetracked as he injured his calf early in the season and has been working his way back. He should be back on the field hopefully starting next week, and he could be eligible to play against Denver, as well as uh, Neville Gallimore, who is another young, promising player, except this this one on the defensive line. And when he got hurt at defensive tackle, we were really, really concerned, uh, and his return is, is hopefully going to buoy that whole position that has actually played pretty well even without him. And let's obviously not forget about Demarcus Lawrence, who, after getting the that sort of foot surgery that you've same one that Des got, the you really are hoping that he got the time to really heal from it. And the good news is because of the way the Cowboys defensive line has played, the Cowboys have been able to be ultra conservative here. So they're giving they're giving Lawrence the time he needs to heal, so the Jones fracture doesn't get re-injured causing him to miss even more time these are all positive developments if the Cowboys can get these three guys back who knows what's next for this offense and this defense the Cardinals are looking to bounce back from their first loss of the season and they may have to do it without Kyler Murray for the first time in the 2021 NFL season the Arizona Cardinals are coming off of a loss now seven and one still in a great position to make their way to the NFL postseason. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. But after their first loss, Alex, there are some bigger questions now for this team as they take on the San Francisco 49ers in week nine. Yeah, it's kind of a grab bag. You know, Kyler Murray's health is still up in the air. Is he going to play? It looks like that Colt McCoy is going to be the starter come Sunday um, at Levi Stadium. Uh, Ronnie Hudson was activated off IR today, which is a huge deal regardless of who's quarterback. It's kind of a survive and advance situation with the Cardinals where you're going, you're playing an NFC West opponent. It's on the road. You know they want vengeance for the ugly game that they lost a couple weeks ago here at State Farm Stadium. Good teams win these games. San Francisco is not a great team. They've shown flashes offensively with Jimmy G under center, but the Cardinals, regardless of who's a quarterback, need to go to Northern California on Sunday, get a W, move to 8-1, and and move the hell on. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals, they've relied on their stars to play like stars. Now they need people to step up in their absence. And that's going to have to happen in week nine against the San Francisco 49ers. If the Cardinals, no margin for error if they want to win this division with the L.A. Rams with the same record. And is this the week the Chiefs break out of their slump? Is this where the second half push begins? That is the biggest question facing the Kansas City Chiefs this week. I'm Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs, and that's where we have to get to. A small win against a team you should have beaten pretty handily is difficult to really base your momentum on going forward, but it has to start somewhere, and you play the team that is in front of you. So they have to take that on what it is and take it that much farther forward. You saw Patrick Mahomes still making some some mental mistakes a little bit inaccurate with the ball. They have to step that up. They have to build on what the defense did this week. And the question becomes, can this be the game that turns it all around? We thought maybe that was the Washington football team a couple weeks ago, but now this New York Giants team looks like they might be the spot. If the Chiefs can't break out of their slump against not Aaron Rodgers, then 
I'm not sure it's going to happen this season. Coming up, what will the Browns do now that their number one wideout is done with the franchise? And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bar. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. I'm not joking. And the reason I'm not joking is because they taste like candy bars. That's how good these things are. One slice of pie is upward of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars, they're only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, plus you get that good protein. Replace the coconut pie with a coconut Built Bar. Or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of great flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. And they're great when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, or maybe uh, you've had a couple two tree old fashions and you need to get that base going again because the turkey's not going to be ready for a while, grab a Built Bar. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. The latest with Odell Beckham Jr. has Browns fans saying OBJ, WTF. Odell Beckham Jr. not with Cleveland, but still on the Browns in a bizarre situation. For more on the latest, joining us now from Locked on Browns, Jeff Lloyd. And Jeff, this is a continuation of what has been a tumultuous tenure for for Odell Beckham in Cleveland. He has certainly not produced this season the way that we thought he could. What is going on with Odell Beckham Jr., who is not going to be, at least for the foreseeable future, a part of the Browns? I think what the issue came to, and look, Odell Beckham Jr. um, certainly is a man about his money. Um, And right now, Odell Beckham Jr. has $8 million coming to him for the rest of the 2021 season. There is no guaranteed money after this year. Um, And the statistical output, which certainly is grim right now, um, certainly there's no way, you know, Odell's cashing in big time probably right now. We haven't seen the player that Odell Beckham Jr. has been in the NFL probably since about 2017, 29 games with the Browns, a little under four receptions a game, a little under 55 yards receiving a game, 0.3 touchdowns per game over those 29 games. Um, The output is, you know, it's not warning anybody even going to show up with a big check. Um, you know, probably starting somewhere here in March. Frustrated? Is it not working with her, with him or Baker Mayfield? It certainly is not. It, it's never really been anything special. And with him coming back, I think the first game against the Bears, which looked pretty good, maybe the hopes were there. Um, but for B- Baker Mayfield, and the most important thing for this Browns offense, when they play diversified and they play, you know what? We're not featuring anybody. We're featuring the guy who's open. And that's where they succeed. Um, it doesn't always coincide with what's best for Odell Beckham Jr. And he did a good job here for, you know, two and a half seasons of maybe kind of hiding his true colors. And I said this last night on our crossover show, hats off to Pat Trader, who does a fantastic job for Lockdown Giants. She kind of warned me about this. She did. Uh, but for two and a half seasons, he hit it well. Um, the situation here, everything is really tough right now with the Browns at four and four. Um, they actually are playing a game Sunday, which I don't think anybody realizes, just in case. Um, But that's a really, really big one Sunday. And, you know, sometimes when adversity strikes, you see the best in people. Sometimes when adversity strikes, you see the worst in people. 
So Jeff, if Odell Beckham doesn't want to be in Cleveland, but the Browns aren't going to essentially force him to show up to collect his checks, why not waive him and give him an opportunity to play somewhere else? Is he just like out on playing? What What is the situation there? Well, for the Browns to waive him, you know, with eight million due over you know the final nine weeks of the year. You know, what are you going to do? Um, I don't doubt anybody's going to pick him up for the $9 million. So guess what? If you're the Browns, you got to pay the money. And then here's the other thing. The AFC is so bunched and so wound tight. What are you going to do? Have him show up in Tennessee? Are you going to have him show up for the Baltimore Ravens? Are you going to have him show up in Kansas City? And this is a team you might have to face somewhere in January. Um, Look, Mm -hmm. if you don't want to do it for us, and basically what he said yesterday is he drew a line in the sand, and he basically told everybody in that locker room and everybody in that front office, I feel I'm more important than number six and basically every other player on that roster. So you do that. This is going to, you know, it should happen with any other team. And the thing is, look, there's a couple of players in the NFL and you certainly cover one of them, Peter, who can do things like this and get away with it. Odell Beckham Jr. is not the player or he doesn't carry the stature that he thinks he does anymore. He's not that player anymore. He can't get away with this. So for me, I believe ultimately what the Browns are saying is it's going to be similar to to Terrell Owens. It's going to be similar to Keyshawn Johnson. You'll get your check. Shut up. You're not welcome here. It's just that simple. And look, the Browns, either way, we're going to be faced with wide receiver position questions at the end of this year. He and Jarvis making $30 million combined this year. Neither one of them are warning the pay they're getting. So one of those is out of the way. But you have players like Donovan Peoples-Jones, who the Browns are high, high on. Rashard Higgins has always been the guy that's kind of had to jump in when either somebody got hurt, like Odell last year or in 2018. And he's always showed well. And he's a free agent at the end of the year. You know, the Browns have a decision to make there. They have a rookie in Anthony Schwartz. They have Jarvis Landry. They know what they have in Jarvis. And the one thing, love him or hate him, he's going to show up every week and he's going to give you everything he's got. I think the Browns just came to a point where it was one player who's not really producing for them anyway, basically drawing a line in the sand. Well, guess what? You made the decision really, really easy. We'll go with everybody else who, who comes in, hasn't created much drama, and is willing to accept the fact that they are part of a very, very special skill unit for the Browns. And finally, the analytics department for a professional football team is run by a guy who graduated college in 2017 and played lacrosse, not football. Technically, Sam Francis's job title with the Cincinnati Bengals is football data analyst with the IT department. In reality, he is a department of one pertaining to analytics on game day for head coach Zach Taylor and is counted on for his info. Taylor said, I don't want to say his value has grown, but it has because I've got a high degree of trust with the information he's giving me and how he gives it to me. So his role has kind of grown each year, really. Francis has weekly meetings with Taylor to go over aggressive tendencies of the opponent and where the Bengals can take advantage. They also go over key points of the game where the Bengals can be aggressive. He used to relay in-game information to assistant coach Dan Pitcher, and then Pitcher would distill the information to deliver it to Taylor. They've since cut out the middleman in this exchange. The Bengals now face the team that is dubbed the most analytically driven in the league, the Cleveland Browns, who rely on much more than just one guy. And they said Mike Brown wasn't progressive. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe free and available on all platforms. Coming up Friday, we look at the keys to victory for the big games on Sunday in the NFL. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.